This is JU Israel Teachers Lounge, where we reach out to current Gap Year students, alumni, and any interested listeners, keeping you connected to what's happening in Israel and giving you insight behind the headlines. I am your host, Senior JU Israel Educator Michael Unterberg, and today joined, as always, by co-host and director of JU Israel, Alan Goldman. How are you, Alan? Wild ride today. Roller coaster, baby. Roller coaster. It was. I had to go to sleep late and wake up early, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> uh, today, also joined by podcast producer and Israel educator, Matt Lippman. How you doing, Matt? Good morning, Michael. Wow. Boy, oh boy. I, get, I guess uh, it's good that we waited till Thursday to do this because... Correct. We have once again proven the 21st century principle. Never try to predict anything, <laughs> ever, I in really, politics. I really didn't think they'd go to another election. Yeah, you were. I, I was surprised because uh, yeah. I thought we have, you have all, you are my mentor in yeah. don't think you can guess what's coming in I politics. Know, but and I you know. were much, you were fairly confident that yeah. that Lieberman would buckle. But it just goes a 21st century rule of politics. Y- your rule, you didn't see, I followed yeah. Alan's rule. So exactly. Exactly. Did I miss something? There's elections. Didn't we just have elections? <laughs> Why is Matt even here? Like, I don't even, <laughs> man. I also woke up. Oh, early. yeah. You slept through the whole thing. That's the problem. Okay. Yeah. So we are in an unprecedented event. We're going to have two elections for Knesset in the year 2019 in right. Israel. That has never happened before. It's not unprecedented in the history and, of parliaments. Yes. And, and the first time that there's going to be an election held in September. That's also another is that right? one first. Yeah. It's the only month that hasn't had an election, which oh. is, I guess, why they wanted to do that. Um, <laughs> they have to get they get like a free sub if yeah, uh, they had, exactly. check off all 12 months. <laughs> exactly. BB gets a free sub. Uh, boy, oh boy. So, uh, so what, what happened last night? Basically, what happened is this. BB, after an extended period given to him was still not able to form a coalition. As we mentioned in the mini episode, Yisrael Beitenu wouldn't join unless this draft law was passed. The Haredi parties wouldn't stay in the government if the draft law was passed. Bibi couldn't bridge the gap, could not form a coalition. Technically, at midnight last night, that was the end of the period allotted to him. It should have gone back to the president who, could have then, who then could have given it to anyone else he wanted and say, now it's your turn to try to make a coalition. Right. Before that could happen, Bibi mustered a majority of the Knesset to vote. To, 74, big majority. Big majority to, uh, uh, what's the word? Not disassemble. To, I'm thinking about the Avengers. To it's, disband. Uh, dis- disband? Dissolve. Dissolve, Dissolve the Knesset, which He's triggers new elections. Yeah. And the bill says for September 17th, thereby preventing it from going to the president and calling all new elections. The state of Israel now has to muster its entire election industry, which means people are going to have to take months off from work again. They're not going to be able to do their full review process of the previous election, what worked, what didn't. The whole election and and the budget, which doesn't have money in it, now has to go. I'm hearing so, estimates. So I saw, so I like saw a billion the, shekel or something. Yeah. So I saw in the paper today the what the exact election itself, just the like the minimalist will cost, like to run the election, is about five hundred thousand, uh, five hundred million shekels, right? But the effect it's going to have on the on the market, so it shuts down the economy five for a day. Billion. Whoa. Five billion, because not only the economy for the day, but it's also you have a, a lame duck government now that's going to extend until November, probably at wow. least, which means all kinds of government decisions and trades and markets Gets and pushed blah, blah, everything. So that that is one estimate I saw that's going to cost the Israel economy five billion shekels. I also think so, it increases a sense of, I mean, if I'm listening to people correctly and honestly evaluating my own feelings, 
a sense of, of, of cynicism, a sense of disappointment, a sense of... <laughs> if you weren't cynical before. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying this is, there is real damage in doing things this way. And if we've already had a, you know, look, it's, this, is a, this is a global issue that people are feeling that the institutions that represent them aren't doing a good job right. and they're becoming cynical. And on the one hand, you can say, well, we have to do a better job at civics education to make people appreciate systems and why they work the way they work. Right. On the other hand, it really could be that in the 21st century, these systems aren't adequate to address right. what's uh, going on. But there certainly has been a development in the way, you know, Western democracies what is it, are operating these days. How well are they doing at taking care of but, doing their job? And they I, are not doing that. Because democracies are basically, you know, the, one of the fundamental ideas on democracy is that you compromise. Yep. <laughs> is that you compromise. And we saw that, we've seen that in the past in, in Israel, clearly, when you've had what we would call today extreme right and extreme left sitting together, such as in the 80s, Shimon Perez and, Yitz, and Yitzhak Shamir. In America, you had um, Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill, yeah, and you know, you know, all kinds of all kinds of different. It's built into um, the system, but uh, now it seems uh, this. I think. I mean, th this election was based on. This is how I'm reading it. Well, this, let's let, what, yeah. before we do the overall. Maybe yeah, we yeah. should do. Maybe we should do. I don't know if it's a report card or let's put the. We agree this is bad. Um, I think it's bad, but I also think what Awful. you were saying about undermining people's trust and faith in the system. Uh, so I was giving a class the other day at one of my schools. They asked me, you know, what's happening? So I gave them an update. And one of the students turned to me and she said, this sounds just like when I was at middle school. Because <laughs> I was trying to explain the different alliances. And this one didn't want to be with this one. And this one would only agree under these circumstances to hang out with this one. And she's right. And if our politicians are operating like a bunch of middle school kids, it really does make people think, well, hang on a second. What is your greater good? What are you working towards? Right? If that's what, if democracy is meant to be working towards the greater good, of the nation, is it? I think that, I think politics is always people. I think that representative democracies assumes that people are like middle school kids and incentivizes them to act on the behalf of constituents so that they will be voted for. It assume it doesn't assume that people that politicians are noble. It assumes that they are selfish. But it undermines this. It does undermine people's trust in the system and people's trust well, when in the, the individuals. When they're taking, it incentivizes them to take care of the people and their problems and their needs and their future. When they are not doing that, the people get cynical and angry. Mm -hmm. So it's not the it's not the haggling and the who uh, what was it Otto von Bismarck who said people people don't like to see how sausages or laws are made. Right. They like the result, but but it's an it's politics is always bare knuckle, ugly, right. wheeling dealing. I, I, what I would like to do is though re, before we get into our overall summary, right. I want to sort of uh, report card the major players. Okay. And here I think the major players we can agree. I think Lieberman as right. holding Avigdor Lieberman, Avigdor Lieberman, head of Israel Beitenu, by not joining a coalition that everyone thought he was going to join, and that he said he was. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he naturally would. He always he, has. He's he always, been. And he, he, he's been defense he, minister for Bibi. He's been uh, he said foreign he would minister for Bibi. He also said he would go with Bibi. He go with he would go with Bibi as prime minister. Yeah, but just take a step back. Okay, so he's our one player. Player number two. Well, Bibi. Bibi Netanyahu, the prime minister. Uh, Litzman. And player number three. Who's Litzman? Because they may be less familiar with who Litzman is. So head of UTJ representing the Haredi parties. Uh, deputy health minister currently, right. uh, and really representing the, the Haredi parties, not willing to... Well, let, the, first of all, the Ashkenazi Haredi parties. Because the Sephardi Haredi party has its own Nahon. hand, and they weren't as much controversial because they were willing to go. They were more willing to go, they stuck with UTJ. Yeah. Well, right. 
right. So that was 16 it, it, seats BB right. was playing with, not eight. Right. But in general, the, the, the core that was Litzman was the main one who's the head of, you say the head of the is the head of the Ashkenazi party, and he is a subgroup in it that's connected with the Lithuanian yeshiva world. Mm-hmm. And they were the ones who were not willing to buckle to, to, buckle to this law, um, when in fact the other ones had, are, had already agreed to it. There were voices um, in the Haredi leadership yeah. saying, okay, let's just do it. Let's just I do it. I think it's yeah. also important to point out, by the way, when Mike referred to him as the deputy, Health minister. That in itself is a statement of ideology. He's. Oh, sorry, I, I made a mistake. Uh, no. Lisbon is not the yeshiva world, the Hasidic world. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, the Gera Rebbe. I go to Israel. Yeah. Which is, he's effectively I, the health minister, but he won't let himself be called the health minister. He wants to be called the deputy health minister because of that right. ideology being part of the. He had like six apparatus. months. There were six months where they he agreed was to be the health, health minister, minister yeah. and then it was too complicated. Right, so he, he couldn't do down. his job because it. Because yeah. conflicts between the, yeah. their religious hashkafa, their religious outlook, and that. Uh, okay, so those are the players. Are those the major players? Those are the Am major players. Am I missing players. somebody as a major? In terms of we have we have players. Now we have who, to remember, Avigdor Lieberman was the one who started this whole thing back in November. Correct. He withdrew from the government over the Gaza affair. Correct. Over the, he said Gaza wasn't being handled harshly enough. Right? Bibi was being a wimp. And so he withdrew, withdrew. gave the up his government defense collapsed. minister yep. position. The government eventually collapsed on this. We went back to elections. More or less, the, the seats stayed the same. The power the power division more or less stayed the Still same. Still highly on the right, right but party-wise, right. there's yeah. some shifting. Some shifting to the center, you could say, to if you want. Well, specific maybe, parties. Right. Yeah, where there's a new party. The, 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 the yeah. party-specific right. uh, detail changes, but it's still a strong right The two right blocks, wing. the right-wing block. The blocks didn't change the parties. After did. the results came out, everybody said, oh, this is going to be easy for Bibi. He's yep. going to have a majority. 65, 65 no easy problem. Easy peasy, no problem. Counting Lieberman as a shoo-in for that, and, sh- and as Alan pointed out, he even himself recommended Bibi to be prime minister when he yep. was talking to uh, Rivlin. President Rivlin. It was easy. Everybody so, thought it was a done deal. So what happened? Why didn't Lieberman sign? It's not the draft bill. We all know. I mean, so do you want to do that? Do was his do... that was his causes bella, you could say. Right. But what's really what going do you want? On? Well, hold on. You're already, I think, I'm starting the prosecution. Yeah. Prosecution and defense. Let's break it down. What's the argument that he did the wrong thing? The cynical art, you know, whatever. The anti, the, I don't know if he did the wrong thing, but I'll just say he... Prosecute and defense him. Yeah. So prosecute him. He's Le- costing the economy five billion checkers. <laughs> we understand that this whole process is bad. He, what did Lieberman do? He Lieberman, Why? I believe, Lieberman is smelling Bibi Nintiano's downfall. He's seen it. He's been, they've, been, they've been frenemies, as I've been saying it, for the last uh, 30 years in politics. Sometimes Lieberman has served... It was actually his chief of staff, mm-hmm. he was also a minister in his government many times. But um, they've also butted heads many times. He brought down the government last time. He's smelling the blood. He saw his his power. Five seats is, was was a, was a lot of power, and he wanted to bring down BB. And so, so he used he his tiny little party, correct, to topple the will to, of the people. Right. In other words, we we they're playing. If you want to, whatever analogy you like, chess or poker. Right. So I'll, I'll use poker for now. They're playing poker. So everybody said, okay, he threw his cards down in November to try and bring down BB. Oh, the elections came and BB. Put out his cards and said, "Hey, I got you." Well, he was actually holding some cards still. Those mm-hmm. are five seats, and those five seats are his cards. And now he's playing those cards, and he's saying, "I think um, Lieberman's you know, playing poker and BB's playing chess, but that's a different." Uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, but but so now he threw down those cards. So for petty political and, reasons, uh, well, I don't know if you call petty. Shat, I don't know if he you shift. Call, I don't know if you call petty political. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if. Uh, no, no, it, no you're the prosecution right uh, now. Right, I'm saying, I'm saying, it's not Make for petty. Pro- I'm saying, oh, how is that uh, not petty? 
Make the prosecution, and then ah, I want to okay. hear the defense argument. Ah, but so, but, so Don't pay, make a so moderate it's better, argument. Because it's all, all about egos, that he wants to bring down Bibi. He sees himself as a as a challenger, as someone to lead the the. the you think the he's right going camp. for prime minister? I think he, he is. I mean, I think he would like to be. I think they I would, would argue like that even if that, he isn't you know, going for prime minister, he, he wants somebody more malleable. It, he's lost control yeah. of Bibi, or he lost his influence. He's He wants somebody else yeah. who he can... I don't know if he's lost control, but if I think he, he goes up, them, If he goes up... Yeah. To a more powerful position. I, I honestly don't, unless he's delusional, I don't think he's a reasonable person who could be prime minister. I don't think you'll ever get that. He's so big that he doesn't represent. I think he is delusional, but that's besides the point. Could be. Either he's delusional or he's like uh, Jafar and Aladdin. I'll be, a lot of people aspire, you know, Dick Cheney, sort yeah. of, the, the image of Dick Cheney. I can't be president, but I can run the president. The president. And and Lieberman used to think I can run Bibi, and now I can't, and I need but, to crush uh, him, and, right. and I'll be puppet master of somebody else. And also, I mean, when you're talking about power, so he says, okay, I have the power in you, I'm going to use it. Yeah, and people will fear me. It. People will fear me. Okay, that's the prosecution. And he's, and he's not worried about his base because the the still the older generation of Russian immigrants who came in the 1990s are still going to vote for him. That's his power base. Yeah. They're not going to change. They're not going to go for – they're not going to say, oh, you're bringing us to another election. No, he has a care. stable base. So he really didn't have Defense, that Defense. He did the right thing. It's uh, the whole. This election was all about BB. That's what it was. That's how BB marketed it. That's mm-hmm. how the Likud marketed it. That's how the, the center and the left marketed mm-hmm. it. By take down BB, it's for BB or against BB. Okay. Right? This is the defense? Uh, right. Yeah, this is the okay. defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting and, there. Right? And and they say that, you know, it, it, it's time for BB to go. He's been prime minister for 10 years. He's now murked in all kinds of of legal problems, all this. It doesn't look good for, for, for Lieberman in terms of his power trick and all that to bring him down over the legal stuff because then that, that weakens the right. So he wants to keep a strong right. So the way to do it is to go is to jump on the on the ultra orthodox bandwagon and say I'm going to take I'm a renting. popular issue. Seventy five percent of Israelis want the law to change. Want yeah. there to be a law drafting Haredim. Correct. He takes a law that isn't very harsh. But now he's in harsh. It's actually ridiculous. It's a watered down law. It's ridiculous. Why is it ridiculous? Because there's three thousand Haredi, you know, people who were in yeshiva about uh, twenty one or something have to be a year. How many are there? There are thirty thousand, forty thousand. They're already that number you know? coming. It's, it's basically coming taking in. the status quo oh. and making it law instead of and saying and saying ninety percent of of Haredi uh, yeshiva guys don't have to serve in the army. Right. That's <laughs> like ridiculous. Right. And then I think like another. It's three thousand a year into the army. Like another thousand for some sort of yeah. national volunteer service. I think. Yeah, something like something that. Like that. Like that. Yeah. And if you don't, we will find the yeshiva. Right. Okay. So it's and basically. Even, and it's the same thing is, as opposed to if finding personal people, uh, individuals responsible for avoiding Nobody the draft. goes to jail. Yeah. Which is what the last bill law was. Law that attempted. So, so I, it's a watered down version of that. So he's uh, saying. Well, that passed, actually. Yeah, I know. It was a law. Yeah, it was yeah. a law. Yeah. And then it was overruled in the next government. So he's saying, all I want to do is take something that the, with the, the, over 75% of the Israeli public right. wants this law. Yeah. As at, at minimum, and look at the Haredim, they're right. not willing to do it. Right. So I would I would argue in defense, it's not just that Bibi has to go because he's he's the he's the traffic jam now right. in Israeli politics that's making nothing work. We need new. There's too much baggage. Correct. But also the ability of the Haredim to control him is part of that baggage that has Absolutely. to be bust. Yes. So it's part of the corruption. It's all the baggage. It's Haredi control of Bibi, Bibi corruption. This can't be what Israeli politics is about anymore. We need a new slate. If this if this topples him, let's do it. So I'd like to extend the defense in terms of not just the draft law, but also apply it to other Haredi and religion and state issues. Because the rhetoric that Lieberman was using all the time was he was talking about uh, theocracy and about 
other issues, and we know in the past... I want the Knesset to be run by by Israeli law, not yeah. halacha, we, not Jewish right. law. And right. we know in the past that Lieberman's batted up against the Haredi parties when it comes to issues, for example... The no, Ma- he's sincere. The, the, the Makolet <laughs> law that. on Shabbat, if you remember, yeah, yeah. there was a Makolet law on Shabbat. No, that's one and, of their flag issues. And he purposely contravened that law himself to go to... you know, go he, to doesn't get the, he doesn't get the whole side of, like, why would religion have any power so, in Israel? I'm saying, like, he used the draft law, like, almost as the flag for that, but there was much more behind it. wasn't just the draft law. It was the whole issue of religion and the Haredi control on life, life in Israel. Um, right. And that's why Haredim you say it was a light can, law. Haredim can't have disproportionate mm-hmm. control over the government. They have disproportionate control over Bibi. That has to break. Yeah. And I, I think, when, uh, just to point back what we do in class, right, when Mike's uh, great slideshow for this election and there's a little like things that you moved and this and that, but it was very clear that that Yisrael Beitenu on that on the on the chart there it goes right wing when we're talking about um, security issues, let's mm-hmm. say, and very but secular. very secular. He's on a very secular scum, and that that's and he his has base. the majority of Israelis on his side on these yeah. issues, and so he's saying it's t- enough. And, and I think enough. by the way, back to by the way, you think can he is can he really be that top leader that you say? I think in his mind, he says, look, mo- most Israelis are right-wing and secular. Okay, they're not right-wing right. Re- religious. And so, therefore, well, I could be that leader. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, look, I, the re- not because I mean, of the issues you represent. I think most Israelis are right-wing and secular, but they're much more traditional. Yeah, okay. They have, they have well, much more soft on these issues. I know, but he's 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 not. By the way, this was smart. He seems as antagonist to the Haredim, but this he's was traditional. He put the Haredim in a ridiculous position. They have to say no yeah. to the status quo that works in their favor yeah. because on principle. Yeah. And he made them the bad guys <laughs> and said, "I'm standing on this principle that they can't control our government anymore." But, and be, but that's going to be. But that's going to work on their base. Yeah, by the that, way. That'll work by on the their way, base. Here's that's, great for the, that's why the Haredim couldn't back down, because it's on their base. They're based now. They go to elections. They go to the same, look. Okay, let's go to Haredim. We're, we're okay. Defend, prosecution. Someone else take the prosecution of the Haredim. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> Just um, I'm trying to think. I mean, look, I think the whole thing with, with sticking to their principles, they actually showed some degree of flexibility. We already That's talked- your prosecution? Uh, hang on a second. Give me a chance. Uh, we firstly we talked about the 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 Sephardi party, right? So Shas. If I'm ever on trial, I'm not mad as the prosecutor. <laughs> they, they they were willing to to be flexible. Wait for his defense. Uh oh, guys, no. Okay, this is so Israeli. Uh, but the um, we saw that the party that Litzman controls, they were inflexible. They were unwilling to take the compromise. And I think the prosecution at this point would suggest that if you want to be doing what's right for the country, if you want to do what's right for the people, you have to be able to compromise. And it's, I can't see anybody thinking that this is the right thing for the country for us to go back to elections. I don't think anybody is making that argument. So sometimes you just have to suck it up and swallow your pride and say, okay, we're going to do a little thing. As we said before, the bill itself is not that significant. It's not. It doesn't change anything. So, the, so take yes for an answer. They just they handed so, you a so silver in, platter. So instead, you're taking also the principle, the same principle that we said maybe that the, the uh, Lieberman took, but obviously the other side of it. And they showed unwilling to compromise. They showed unwillingness to um, to work with other people, unwillingness to work with people who are ideologically different from themselves. That's not a good recipe for a coalition. And therefore, they brought the thing down. It's unhealthy for democracy. Yeah. Defense. Well, first of all, the, if we put all the Haredi parties together, the, the Sephardi Shas party and I mean, the, the, to be Abed fair, Yadu they did Tatora. kind of work in lockstep. Okay. So, yeah, I'm opening it. Yeah, That's yeah. my defense is they're together. They have 16 seats. Yeah. <laughs> they have 16. They, this is the biggest, like, uh, coup in many years, right? Shas, back in the day, got actually a, a lot more at one point. Sure. Generally, but but these days, in the last few rounds of elections, this is the biggest they've gotten. 16. That, that's 16. Bigger than predicted for this round. That's 16 
bring, yeah, much bigger. It also puts Netanyahu very close, right? It goes from his 35 to 451. Mm -hmm. So, they, you know, you have to take in consideration of that. And not, and you can't always bow down to the little party like they used to do. Right? But the, and, and for the Haredi party, there's two main issues for the Haredi parties. And one are social benefit stuff. That's the monies that go to welfare, to health, and to um, schools. A lot of their constituency are the poor. They have one right, of the poorest exactly. constituencies child in Israel. Benefit allowance child is benefit allowance, all, child all kinds of things. The social benefits is a major is a major flag for them. This is a major issue. But the most symbolic issue, the one that if plays itself. I would say, itself, I would say God provides through the Israeli taxpayers' <laughs> generosity, right. but. So, uh, so the 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 major symbolic issue, the one that you see them go out to the streets. They don't go out to the streets over over money all that much, right? Back in the days, some today used to, yeah. at least to, but these days when they were cutting it in the nineties, there correct, was more of that. Uh, video in the early twentieth century, twenty first yeah. century, when yeah, BB yeah. was cutting yep. their money, it was BB. Remember, it's BB finance who, minister, who yeah, knocked them down. But the one the the thing that gets them out to the street often now is the Haredi Army. draft. Is the draft bill or the draft bills? Uh, Haredi army yeshiva students getting stopped. Money's not going to yeshiva. All so you're saying so, they had a windfall of seats so, more than they expected, and they're putting that at risk on principle because this is what their so constituents is, care about. This is what their constituents care about. At least is what gets them motivated. And but it's not just that; it's also politically for them. It gets them the votes, right? It, it sets up and also. If you look underneath what Matt said about Lieberman, is not just attack on the draft. It's attack on the whole Haredi right. lifestyle and their influence in the state. And the right. Haredi see we are growing. Our numbers are growing, and we're right. going to use that for influence. So uh, it's right. strategically that sense. usually means go slow because you've got the numbers coming. So don't right. don't don't punch. But, and by the way, but now but now they I will say this to a corner. They, they were saying if you make it a policy, we'll we'll stay in the government. Correct. But if you make it a law, episode, we right. won't. So, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. They were willing to go with a policy, but not a law, because right. they're they're you know afraid of these laws. Again, that and th there is what to say about that that, that they um, that they they had the numbers this time in Knesset. There is a good chance their numbers won't go down. They'll go up because of this. Mm -hmm. Just like you know they're because they stood on the ramparts. They're standing on the ramparts. Their constituency will come out to vote. Some who may have filtered over to Likud. They said before we'll come back home. Mm -hmm. um, you I think, think there, uh, you think there was a significant number of Haredim who voted for Likud? Uh, they talked about it. Sure. They talked about well, we it. know the Haredi numbers weren't, or, the Shas yeah. numbers aren't what they used to be. Yeah. So where'd they go? Correct. Right. So They didn't go to Meretz. Right. And they didn't go to the beach for the day. But where do they? So, so this is, so this is, uh, so that that's also there. So by the way, some of them did go to the beach. By the <laughs> no, way. No, seriously, not. Uh, uh, and, and and by the way. The, the Sorati, right. Mizrahi Jews. Uh, but no, I was talking about the Haredi voters. But the Haredi will come out and vote. Their numbers come out. Shas was getting none. Not, not Shas, I'm talking about the. Uh, oh, UTJ? Yeah. And their numbers stay consistent. The UTJ, their yeah. voters go out and their numbers don't fluctuate in terms They're of the, the, Haredi the voters. percentage. Exactly. Shas had non-Haredi voters. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they've lost a lot of them. Right. But they, they've targeted them so, in the past because of the social welfare, welfare issues you were talking yeah. about. about uh, unemployment benefits and housing benefits and health benefits, Shas really targeted the periphery for a long time, yeah. and not necessarily religious, but like the socioeconomic periphery for a long time, and was successful. Yeah, and okay. now lesser. BB prosecution, Mike. You do the prosecution on BB. Prosecution on BB. Uh, okay, that's actually pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> listen, yeah, why'd you give him the easy job? <laughs> <laughs> if you really cared about the democracy in the system, I thought you would love to slay the Haredim. He went out. He went out for his press opportunity. 
immediately after, you know, 12, 15 or whatever it was. And he said, this is all because of one man, a Victor Lieberman and his ambition. And he's, he doesn't care about democracy or the state and he's ruining everything for everybody. And he's a leftist. And he's a leftist. <laughs> that was That amazing. was his accusation. He is part of the vast left-wing conspiracy out to get me. You know, when a Victor Lieberman is part of the vast left-wing conspiracy out to get you, it's time to go because he's super right. Like he's a... Anyone who's anti-me is left. Let's be honest. This was this had nothing to do with the will of the people. It's nothing to do with the vote. Bibi is kicking the can down. It, why didn't Bibi let it go back to the president? Because he was worried about who else he would give the opportunity to form the government. Of course, because he can't afford to lose control. He's got a tiger by the tail. There's there's indictments coming. And he has to control the process to make himself immune. If somebody else gets the reins, I'm mixing all my metaphors. <laughs> if somebody else grabs the tiger, I don't know how to do this <laughs> metaphor anymore. But he has to end up in charge so that he can uh, obstruct justice to not go to jail. His wife had to plead guilty. They're coming for him now. And so he could not have... So he got people to violate the procedure that is called for by the rules not hand it back to Rivlin. He was wheeling and dealing. Which is all part, also part of the rules. Sorry. Uh, wait for the it, it was a technical rule to... Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Uh, he, uh, he, he, he was trying to woo people from blue and white to join him. To get, he wooed people from labor. He sent, he sent people to labor to offer them ministries, including finance ministry, which he has already promised to yeah. Cajon. I mean, that's the... Political skullduggery means he doesn't care who he works with. If he's willing to work with the, the Blue and White Party, which is the anti-BB party, he's willing to work with Labor, which swore they would never work with him, and they considered it, which just shows how ideological everybody is. Uh, I guess this is a broad prosecution. Uh, but he... <laughs> you have another 10 seconds for your... He's willing to wheel and deal and do anything not to be prosecuted. That's all this is about. He doesn't care about democracy. He doesn't care about anything but keeping his tuchus out of jail. Oh, come on. Now, like that's do, a prosecution. Would you like to do the defense, Oh, Matt? my God. I was looking at you, Alan. You're, you're, that's what you're going to hand me. Okay. All right. I will I, try. I can do it if you want. But okay. The, def do. the defense for Bibi Netanyahu I'll help is, you. I'll he be second counsel. By the way, what's the most used phrase on Israeli radio talk shows? Let me Let finish. finish. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish. Um, okay. But in the Hebrew, it's rega, rega, rega. <laughs> the defense for Benjamin Netanyahu is as follows. He is, he is the prime minister of the country. He was the one that... Uh, was then, after the last elections, was was given the responsibility to form a government. And he wanted to see through that responsibility. He really wanted to, to build a coalition. He wanted to make it work, create a government that was going to work for all of the people, that was representative of the will of the people. The people voted for a right-wing majority. They voted for Likud. He wanted to, uh, you know, they did very successfully with Likud and the new right-wing party, the Union of Right-Wing Parties. And he wanted to create that right-wing coalition that would last and be strong. And the only person who everybody united behind was him. As we said before, the whole slogan of the election was about Bibi. So why should somebody else get the chance? The people voted for Bibi. Bibi has to deliver. And he has to respect the will of the people. Absolutely. And why not let it go to Rivlin? So, uh, a little because bit, gonna... then Rivlin would have given it to somebody else. And he did and that's not, want, not the will of the people. He didn't want to divert away from the will of the people. And I think I have done a very good job of defending him. So I just I want to add to his defense a little yeah. bit. The last decade that Bibi's been in uh, the prime minister, Israel has 
tremendous amount of accomplishments mm-hmm. economically, uh, in foreign affairs, um, militarily. Mm-hmm. Israel has never been so secure and financially, economically, and yeah. stable and all that. By the way, it made the huge people, inroads into, not in the Western world, right, but in the, the non-Western in, world, in, in the huge Af- foreign Africa, policy in, 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 in the Arab world, yep. and unbelievable. And, and in Europe... So, like it or not, as we've said many times on this podcast, on this podcast, Bibi has really catapulted Israel. Real accomplishments and, to run. And major thing, and the people have said that's what we want more of. They clearly said that. So why well, should why should thirty five thirty five is not a clear <laughs> no? But in terms of the right block, because because yeah. the, the the they the, turned the, away from the other the right. Haredim, yeah. the Bayudi, whatever their new name is. Avigdor Lieberman, Kahlon, all said we will go with Bibi. Mm-hmm. They all said before the election. People mm-hmm. were voting for those parties because they knew that the Bibi was going to get the chance to make By the way, the Israeli right-wing voters coalesced more around right. Likud than they had in the past. A- and came the election. That's what happened. Won. The next day of the election, all those parties said, which added up to 65, we want Bibi. Right? So the, it, it's a done deal. Mm-hmm. And it's only because of very small, <clears throat> small-minded small-minded politics of an Avigdor Lieberman who sees that he can wield his, his the little co- he has. Again, he only has five mandates. But in Israeli politics, that gives him the strength in this case, right? Had it gone, the politics had worked out some other way, he wouldn't have had that, but he did. So now he's using that to just stick the knife in because he because of just small-minded ego politics because he does that. To run a government, yes, we have big, big egos. Okay, Bibi has a big ego, but it's not about the ego. What You have to know how to suppress your ego. That's why Bibi is a great leader because he was willing to turn to labor or to Kolovan, those who, before the elections and clearly who say they hate him. smacked him in the face and him. he reached but across he, the aisle. He reached across the aisle and said, let's make the government, let's not go to new elections. I will even give you labor the things you want. You want justice ministry so that you'll control that. By the way, that, that endangered it, his ability to block immunity exactly. from prosecution. And, and I'll, I'll give up on the immunity. You'll have all of those things. And in fact, all smile-minded politics is not just Lieberman, labor. If you had had Isaac Herzog in there, he would have come in, or Ehud Barak, other leaders who have see traditional. It's a new style of Israeli politics that's going on in the West, which is, I'm with my tribe. I don't care anything but Bibi. Whereas in the past, you would have had them reaching over the hand. Labor would have jumped on it. Labor with yeah. six with six mandates, had t- totally lost the election, could have changed... He was the, offering them three or four ministries. Could have changed the entire... Political, but everybody's screaming about the Supreme Court and all these things. By the way, there goes Matt's the defense call. of he has so, to respect the right wing voter and their. So, so it wasn't just BB. He but, betrayed the right wing right. voters by going offering labor. Right. So, as his defense, it's not that he was just trying to be in power no matter what. He's actually doing what you always do in Israeli politics, trying to make the coalition and you give what he, you need to. Then why didn't he let it go to Rivlin in your in your defense? So he didn't let it go to Rivlin. Um, because he, by the way, listener, when people repeat the questions, it's because <laughs> they're, they're stalling thinking. for time to think. think. Yeah. I'm thinking, um, because he really, I don't want it dead air time, you know? Right. right. No, Matt's, Matt's defense had a, an explanation for why he didn't just hand it over to Rivlin. Right. Thank you. Because, right. The same, well, and uh, the same exact reason, which is the, be- the voters want him. So why should it now run why, on petty politics? To work, the voters don't politics. want labor. By the way, by the way, the fact that I don't even think it's an issue quite honestly, to go to Rivlin. Okay. So there's two reasons why not to go to Rivlin. Because say Rivlin does go to someone else and you go 30 more days down the line and 40 more days down the line 
and then he can't make the coalition, which is most likely, almost that's everybody says, likely. well, that's going to happen. That's 99%. So then you could say, oh, Bur uh, Netanyahu is an irresponsible leader because now he let it go on for another month and a half, which means we wouldn't have elections until November, December, which means you're talking about a year without a which stable government. Which means the prosecution is going to move on and he won't be able to block it. Right. Well, no. no sorry. <laughs> I'm no, on which the prosecution. Means that, which, means yeah. that, which means that the people are going to suffer even more. It's even more money. It's even worse for the country. So... Uh, the best thing th was to do was to was to dissolve the Knesset and try again to get the numbers more match. And the fact that 74 people voted for that and the left only had 45 against it, the opposition only had 45 against it, proves the point that the opposition can only get 45 seats to support them. Yeah, I was shocked so, that the I, opposition couldn't unite so around... The, 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 the illusion that there could be someone else who would form a government is just bad for the yeah, they country. Couldn't, they couldn't muster people to block this dissolution. So, they couldn't so now it. that you've brought that up, I just want to... I don't know yeah, because they're not with, weak. They're weak. I don't know if we finished with the prosecution and defense of the main characters, but just a, another point which was really interesting to me because you've been talking about tribalism and identifying with your cause is the Arab parties all voted to dissolve the government. They were part of Bibi's mm -hmm. block of 70, yeah. whatever it was. And it's really ironic because during the last election and the election before that, the campaigns, Bibi's been talking about trying to take power away from the Arab parties or, or from the Arab community. His slogan was either Bibi or Tibi, who's a major, Ahmed Tibi mm. is a major right. Arab politician. Right, and now suddenly he's, he gets it's a huge... Bibi and Tibi. He gets a huge yep. block of support. The Arab parties yeah, it wouldn't have made a difference. They still, even if the Arab parties had, had gone How many seats it, they have all together? 12, I think. They have 12, no? yeah. They, it wouldn't have passed. It would have had 57. Uh, no, it can't have 12 because you have 60, you have 65. Because Lieberman said, so six, they have 10. So it would have been 65 to 55. There's no yep. reason. Actually, but it nine, still doesn't I think sound emphatic. Yeah, they it wouldn't nine. have mattered. No, the reason why I think I think uh, they do. I think they. I think they need a simple majority to dissolve the government. 61. And they had it. They had but it's it. Just, it. To me, it was interesting. That was all. The, the, yeah. the, they voted in that. Yeah, it's way. interesting. I don't, I, I don't know I'm, enough about the Arab politics. I, I but, think they're rolling the dice that they'll get better. That yeah, they thought the turnout was low, and if they run again, they'll they'll get more seats next time. So they actually like the idea of dissolving the government. By, by the they way, didn't get as big as they thought they should. They also may have got stuff for it. Yeah, there's stuff now. There's like all kinds of monies and things that mm -hmm. committees give out <laughs> that they're giving to vote for it. I don't, I don't I get it. I didn't get into the If you vote totally. for this, we will blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, but that still happens because they oh, still sure. have the committees running. Oh, These committees sure. are running. Even though the joke is that, that this it's been a month, this Knesset has lasted a month. It's the shortest government to last. It actually will run until the next one is sworn in. Mm -hmm. And that means these committees run mm -hmm. and they give out money. We have and to have a functioning government. And the members of Knesset still get their benefits mm -hmm. and, right, exactly. and their big salaries. As they should. Everything. They're working in Knesset. Like yeah. it's working. Right. Well, if it's working or if it's working is too well, different. <laughs> you know, which brings us back to Alan's point earlier, right. which is that we're, we're seeing this global trend, whether it's Brexit, whether it's the EU parliament that was EU just parliament, for it, or, the, the dysfunction or, in democracies uh, around the world, American politics, right? The American government that it's now it's as you said, Mike said all the time. It's well, not just us, but it's out there. That it's about tribalism. It's my group, and it's not about compromise. It's not about what we can do to make things better for the majority, let's say, or even the minority. Right? It's it's about. Well, I'm suggesting maybe something tribal, even more you know, serious that that these dysfunctional, yeah. these you know, 18th century institutions. 100%. Are incapable of addressing 21st century problems. Correct, I agree. Uh, that, that the structure, the whole structure itself, is is not right. going to last us into the 22nd century, and something's going to have to go wrong before things can right. be restructured and, and better. If you can go out, there's a bunch of books that are written on this. Have been written in the last few years about this, about how the institutions 
don't don't face, and that's issues we're facing. And it even spans its way into things like Facebook, mm-hmm. right? The the laws of governing social media aren't <laughs> where the do they come West. from. The, it, the, you know? the the virtual world is yeah. the wild frontier. So and we don't know how to legit- and, and clearly, as we see that that affects the electoral system in a huge way. Social media or the other big actually story this morning. I don't know if you guys noticed it that it just broke that uh, Yair Netanyahu put out a tweet mm-hmm. um, accusing, uh, it's a crazy tweet, but again, it gets the front page. A tweet gets now front page mm-hmm. news. Why from the Prime it? Minister's son. Uh, what did Prime he Minister's say? Son. Uh, so he said that in 2009, the Attorney General was appointed to um, to uh, close down Lieberman's uh, indictments, basically, to close down the cases. Now he was already in trial. To close down the cases against Lieberman. So then everybody's like, well, you're, you're Netanyahu. Is he getting that from his father? Because his fa- it was his first year his father came in, right? It was to join the government. So apparently then he wrote back, no, he cited some book that someone wrote about it. I don't know, but whatever. But the but the, that's not the point. The point here is that something like a tweet can all of a sudden splash across the media on such a big day. It, it We're still trying to figure out how to have intelligent not, conversations. Right. By the way, the media is one of those institutions, and the whole right, enterprise exactly. of journalism is incapable of having intelligent conversations. Right, and then and therefore you have the attack on it from politicians on the other side that we mentioned. And you have an electorate who's uninformed, confused, yeah. jumps at every shiny object. And, and also, by the way, I think it also confuses politicians because they they their popularity gets confused because of how much social media they get. I which think, is why like I think, Naftali by the way... Naftali Bennett and Ayal Shaked are very examples of that. Which is why I think Lieberman doesn't have a real shot because because aside from policy issues, you also have the... Yeah. We still live in a world where the image. charisma of the leader and his image matters image. and I don't think he... The image. No I, offense. I, 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 just, I just want to repeat one thing just so our listeners, who's ever still there, <laughs> holding on what we said in the mini episode um, it, that um, it's now a whole new ballgame. Meaning, new the old parties that didn't get in can run yep. again. It's not the same parties necessarily from that ran in, in nope. April. It's a whole new ballgame, and also the heads. Parties have to decide: Are they going to hold primaries again? Are they going to run the same list? Are there going to be new heads of parties? Meaning, labor lost according to their laws. They have to have a runoff for a new leader. Do they have enough time for that? Well, uh, Kahlon has uh, agreed to, although it hasn't Nahon. signed it yeah. to one Widley could. So we're adding the the, the yeah. Kulanu party essentially becomes now irrelevant. It just becomes a ex- subgroup ex- within Likud. Except that the many of the Likud, especially the the the. Uh, Knesset members who got in at the back end are very upset mm-hmm. about that. Oh, sure. They, so get they, shot, may, they go down four so, steps. Right. So they may push for that as, uh, who knows, it's going to be a while. Didn't Abu Gabay say he was going to step back down to from square one. leading Labour, but now maybe that he's got another shot at it. He might change his mind, right? Who? Abu Gabay from mm-hmm. uh, the Labour Party. He was going to step down. Yeah. But now... Total do-over. Now he might not because there's a new election campaign. What's going to happen to Bennett and Sheked? Yeah. Total was, do-over. There was talk of uh, Ayelet Sheked running with Avigdor Lieberman. So, or in the Likud. The big talk now, she's going to the Likud. There's a bunch, yeah, there's a bunch of negotiations. With so Ayelet there's all Sheked. sorts of crazy stuff like that. Yeah. Um, some of the parties that were flash in the pans last time, like uh, there's a hook party of Moshe Feiglin. Feiglin right, saying maybe there's another shot. Uh, Bennett could say it's another yeah. shot. Or, or they could say, you know what? We got eggs splattered on our face last time. I'm no, not going to do no that way. again. No, they won't do that. <laughs> That's think, the one thing they won't do. You, you think Feiglin's going to run again? Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. absolutely. I All heard right. him interviewed last night. He sure sounded like... Is he going to have his feet tickled live on television again? They God, get their I, I, egg face all the time. First, don't forget how many times Netanyahu's got his egg in his face. We're making this thing. Netanyahu's got egg in his face now, but it's not his first time. Right. You're in it for the long haul. You're, you get, you're willing to get egged. Yeah. Well, it's always exciting. 
Yep. It's Thank never you boring. Sorry the episode's a little late, but I think you'll agree that it was worth it that we wait for the results before we do the analysis, yeah. rather than do our analysis before the results. Um, let us know if you thought mini episodes are a good idea. We still we have a, a, a listener who wants us to still do one on the revisionists and the Arab. Uh, right. What would they think of Israel today? So we may have more mini episodes coming, perhaps. But uh, thank you very much. Welcome to the fascinating 2019, the year of two elections in, in Medina Yisrael. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Matt. As always, thank you, Ben. Bye. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, this is the part where I remind you that we are the JU Israel Teachers Lounge podcast. And it's also the part where I ask you to subscribe, to rate and review us, and to share and recommend us in any way you can. Also, we'd love your feedback so we can respond to you on or off the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys.